Welcome to The Saint Podcast. Thanks for joining us. Our vision is to bring hope to the people of East London, and I'm praying that you would feel so encouraged by this week's talk. While Apollos was at Corinth, Paul took the road through the interior and arrived at Iphius. There he found some disciples and asked them, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? They answered, no, we have not even heard that there is a Holy Spirit. So Paul asked, then what baptism did you receive? John's baptism, they replied. Paul said, John's baptism was a baptism of repentance. He told the people to believe in the one coming after him, that is, in Jesus. On hearing this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. When Paul placed his hands on them, the Holy Spirit came on them and they spoke in tongues and prophesied. How's everyone doing? Good, good. Yeah, so it's nice. My name's Nate. Uh, I'm a service pastor here. Um, I've been around for about five years. I'm married to Chelsea. Um, we actually got married here uh, before the, for the renovation. Um, fun fact, we actually met at Focus. Um, just putting it out there. So, you know, if you're uh, on the market and, uh, you know, uh, delete the dating app, get yourself a ticket to Focus. That's all I'm saying. That's all I said. So I grew up in uh, the Pentecostal church. So um, I'm used to a bit of amen, you know, you know, if I say something good or if I say something really average, you know, give me, give me just give me something back, you know, yes, good word. So um, today I've got a question for you. What do you want? What do you want? Do you ever want something, but you end up doing the opposite thing to the thing that you want? So you want to get fit, but you watch Netflix instead. You want to read more books, but you scroll on Instagram. You want to have a great social life, but you sort of bail last minute. You want to be someone who's kind and generous, but you can sometimes be a bit self-interested. It's just me. Uh, What do you want? What do you want your life to look like? What do you want your faith to look like? All of us woke up this morning and decided to come here. Unless you were dragged along uh, by someone else, which I'm really sorry if that's you. Um, We can pray for you later. Um, But what do you want your faith to look like? Perhaps you're like, look, Nate, man, I was out last night, you know, um, it's, it's a miracle that I'm here today. You know, like, don't be asking me big questions about, like, what do, you want my, what do you want my face to look like? Or maybe you're like, you know what, actually, I'd, I'd really like my face to, to grow, but, but I got kids, I'm busy, you know, I got a job, you know, like, just as long as it's, like, you're not asking too much of me, you know. Or maybe you're here and you're like, no, you know what, like, I want to see signs and wonders, you know, in my workplace. I want to see, you know, uh, I want to see miracles breaking out, you know. Um, whether you've got the most faith in the room or none at all, I believe today that God wants to fill you with his spirit and that he wants you to know that he wants to walk out every day with you. So there's three things that I believe will help us do that. The first thing is repent. Everyone say repent with me. Repent, great. Uh, So verse three from our reading says this. So Paul asked, then what baptism did you receive? 
John's baptism, they replied. Paul said John's baptism was a baptism of repentance. He told the people to believe in the one coming after him. That is Jesus. On hearing this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. If you've been in church the past two weeks, you'll know that Al's been speaking at length about repentance. Um, and for those of you who weren't in the room, repentance simply means turning away from like, sin and the things in our life that separate us from God. You're probably thinking, well, if we've been speaking about repentance for the past two weeks, why are you talking about repentance still? Like, have we not sort of, you know, flogged the dead horse? But the whole thing is that repentance is meant to be a daily, weekly act. We're called to this act of repentance every single day, every single week. In our story, repentance preceded these disciples receiving the Holy Spirit. Repentance preceded receiving. Before accepting Jesus fully, the disciples in our story, uh, their hearts were repentant. They were waiting. They were open for God. Um, so as I said, me and Chelsea got married in this building like almost four years ago. And um, we, we didn't have any money at the time. We still don't have any money right now. Um, but... Um, so we were like on a shoestring budget trying to do everything ourselves. So we were like, right, we need to plan everything to the detail. So we were like doing all the food ourselves. So we were like, okay, so how many, like, how many breadsticks does, that, does each person get? Like we were like so in the detail, right? And uh, you know that moment uh, in a wedding whenever like the bride arrives and everyone's like, oh my goodness, oh, she's here, she's here. Everyone's like sort of like relieved. Um, and everyone stands up and turns around. And like, oh, wow, she's amazing. Um, so that moment, we were planning on having like a violin solo, like Amazing Grace, all Irish, Celtic-y sort of, you know, it's going to be beautiful, Chelsea walking in with, with her mum. But an hour before she arrived, um, the band had finished rehearsing, they went across the road to get a coffee, and I'm down here somewhere lighting some candles, and I stand up on this piano stool to light some candles, and um, I step off the stool onto a violin, the only violin that's in the building. Like, crush it, like, beyond repair, like, put it in the bin, crush it. So I'm like, oh my goodness. It's an hour before she arrives. Um, but actually, like, made a few phone calls. 20 minutes later, we got another violin. Um, so I'm like, all right, cool. Have to, we'll have to deal with the violinist later on but we, she can at least play the thing um, then about like 15 minutes to go Chelsea arriving um, people are starting to arrive and um, there's lots of people coming who I hadn't met before like Chelsea's family and friends um, Chelsea's from New Zealand so like there were people coming and I was like this, and this guy walked in right and I was like I don't know if you're one of Chelsea's friends but to be honest I was so overwhelmed by the whole violin thing that I was like yeah grab a seat man yeah come on Turns out he's a wedding crasher. He doesn't know us. And he turns out he's like, he's been really creepy. He's drinking, he's drinking all the Prosecco at the back at the end of the service. We have to call the police at the end of our wedding. Al and Mark, uh, like, they were, they were unbelievable security. If you're like, honestly, if you need security for like birthday parties, weddings, bar mitzvahs, whatever you need, like, give them a call. They are like, your guys, they dealt with it. You see, the thing is, we thought we had to have every single thing perfect and everything to the detail but we ended up having the most amazing day 
broken violins and police and wedding crashers aside. Sometimes we can treat our faith like that. We can feel like we have to have everything perfect dialed into the detail for God to really move and work in our lives. We are called back to this act of repentance on a daily, weekly basis. How do we do this? Well, it's really simple. It's basically just bringing our brokenness, our addictions, our habits, our anger, our unforgiveness to God and saying, God, I can't deal with this on my own. Could you deal with it for me? What are the things in your life that are stopping you from being right with God? If nothing comes to mind, this is maybe a really great moment to be still and to ask God, God, what are the things in my life? What are the things that I'm doing that are stopping me from walking out in fullness with you every day? The second thing is receive. Everybody say receive. Receive. Oh, it's like we're in Pentecostal church. It's great. Verse six says, when Paul placed his hands on them, the Holy Spirit came on them. So when they when they came to God open-handed, God filled them with the Spirit. So if you've been coming here for a while, you probably know that like every week we say, Come Holy Spirit. We pray that prayer, come Holy Spirit. But who is the Holy Spirit? What do we mean when we say that? The Holy Spirit is a person. Not some spiritual force. The Holy Spirit is described as he, not it. He is not, he's not some life hack to help you crush your, your goals and uh, be more productive in the week. The Holy Spirit is a person. The Holy Spirit is God. To be filled with the Spirit is to be filled with divine power and love. That's power. Uh, just a little translation there. Pa- Divine power and love to be filled with the Spirit is to let the God who created the universe live inside your heart. And when he does this, when we allow him to live within us, he transforms us into what we are created to be. Amen? So um, I moved to uni. um, I moved over here for uni when I was 20. um, and uh, I'd grown up in church my whole life. I was a church kid. Uh, I got involved in music through church. Uh, I just loved it. Um, and I moved over here to study music. And the um, thing is, I, I sort of got a bit distracted when I moved over here. I got sort of like sucked into the sort of partying, gigging, like going out lifestyle. And to be honest, I find myself a bit lost. I was pretty hopeless, to be honest. I felt like I was walking around with like a cloud over me. Um, but I, and I was trying everything I could. Like, Lord, I'm, you know, I really want to grow my faith. I really want to commit my life to you. But, but would you help? I, I, don't, I don't know what else to do. I feel like I'm walking around in this cloud. And then one night, um, I was going to this church down south, west London, and um, we had a, like a worship crew night. Uh, if any of you are in a crew, you know, we sort of gather now and again and sort of eat food and, and um, worship together. It's always like really, really chilled. So I'm there, I rock up, just a normal day, pizza, having a few drinks. Like it's all like really chilled. And time comes to the time of worship, like 10, 15 minutes of worship, and I just get absolutely steamrolled by the Holy Spirit. 
And it was really, like, it was like, everyone was sort of like looking, like, what is going on with Nate? Is he okay? But in that moment, this random moment where everyone else was just like, you know, we're all just worshiping, God broke through into my life. I, I genuinely felt like chains that were holding me were being snapped off. I felt like the cloud that I was under was being lifted. I was just in floods of tears. I, I just didn't even care. I was like, I, honestly, I'm just having a great time. Like, I don't care how stupid I look. But in that one moment, God achieved more than any number of professionals could have. Any number of pounds, you know, uh, paying for professional help over years. Who is the Holy Spirit? He is a person. And he is God. And he loves you. And he cares. He brings healing. He brings transformation. In Galatians, it, um, it describes the fruit of what, it, of what happens when the Holy Spirit dwells within us. So when we allow the Holy Spirit to dwell within us, what comes to that? And it says this, the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, self-control, gentleness and self-control. When we turn away from the stuff in our lives that is not of God, he enables us to bear fruit that can satisfy the deepest desires of our heart, that can heal the deepest hurts within us. Are you facing some impossible challenges right now in your life? Maybe you feel like I did in that story, bound by stuff, under a cloud, a bit hopeless. When we pray, come Holy Spirit, we are inviting the spirit of the living God to come and move inside us, amen? In Ephesians it says, do not get drunk on wine, instead be filled with the spirit. And that's not like a one-time thing, that's like go on being filled every day. Turn away from the stuff in your life that's separating you from God every day. Be filled with the spirit every day. This week, before you start your day, or maybe before you go into a big meeting or you deal with a difficult situation, receive the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, who is a person, who is the God of the universe, who is all-loving and all-powerful. He cares for you. He loves you. The third thing is respond. Everyone say respond. Again, in verse six, it says, the Holy Spirit came on them and they spoke in tongues and prophesied the Spirit is given for our benefit, like, like in my story. Like I was like liberated from stuff. I found freedom from, from stuff that was going on in my life. But the Holy Spirit is also given to us to be a blessing to others. Because the, the disciples in our story, they were repentant. They were filled with the Spirit. And from that, they were mobilized to be a blessing to others. Don't you want to be a people marked by the Spirit? So full of the Spirit that we overflow in our day-to-day lives. That's why we have the Spirit, to be a blessing to others. We must avoid being individualistic. I'm gonna say that again. We must avoid being individualistic. Like we, ha- we cannot just bend to what our culture 
subscribes to. Living for me, I'm going to do me. Oh, that's my truth. That doesn't really work for me. We're called to love those who persecute us. Pray for our enemies. Thirty first of July, nineteen forty one, in Auschwitz concentration camp, there was a prisoner that escaped, and um, for punishment, the Gestapo rounded up ten people to put them in a starvation bunker to die. And one of those chosen was a guy called Francis Gavicek. And um, whenever he was selected at random, he cried out, like, my wife, my children, they'll never see me again. And in that moment, this small man walks forward to the crowd. And he says, I'm a Catholic priest. I don't have a wife. I don't have any kids. I want to die in that guy's place. That man's name was Maximilian Kobe. He was 47 years old. So him and the other nine were led off to the starvation bunker. And over the days, he got everyone singing hymns, praying together. Apparently, the atmosphere there was, was amazing. Until he was the last one left. And they needed room for other people, so they give him a lethal injection when he died. Church, here's someone who understood what it was to be a blessing to others, to live selflessly for others, to respond to the good news that Jesus died for us, that he loves us, that our lives are not our own. We were bought at a price. Don't you want people to say the same thing about you? Wow, she's amazing. She's so selfless. Wow, you just radiate like the Holy Spirit. Wow, you're so forgiving. Like what, you're so patient. So church, let's be led by the Spirit dearly. When we rely on him, we can be a blessing to those around us. When we repeat this daily rhythm of repentance, of receiving and responding, will become more and more like Jesus, bringing hope to the world around us. Hope to Hackney, hope to the people of East London. So, as I come into land, repent from the things that are holding you captive. Live out your life led by the Spirit and be a blessing to others. As we do this, we will find that God, in his mercy, is shaping us to be more and more like Jesus. Amen. Thanks for listening to this week's talk. If you'd like to find out more, give or connect with us, visit our website, saint.church. Have a great week and we'll see you soon.